Uh, let's bring Doc in. Hey, Ben. <laughs> Doc, what's going on, man? Not much. There's a lot going on. It's going to be a special night tonight because I'll make the surprise announcement. Ben and I both have COVID right now. So um, I'm on day four, I think, and Ben's on day two, maybe. Uh, yeah, two, two, two or three. Um, yeah. This will be really interesting. We'll try to limit it or focus on COVID tonight and symptoms and everything like that and how it is to be to have COVID. As you can see, it's, it's not that bad. Um, you know, if you do everything right and certainly – if anybody's in a position to treat it early, it's, you know, it's us. So, um, and certainly we jumped on it real quick. Um, but it's just, it's just an interesting little thing. And I'll share, I'll share how I've felt through this thing. And um, Ben can share how he feels as well. Yeah, but, You uh, know what, what's been really, first of all, guys, can you hear, can you hear Doc? Okay. He's coming through a, a little uh, echoey in, in my earphones. I just want to make sure you, got, you guys can hear him. Um, let's see here. Um, okay. So what we'll do is we do have a, a couple questions that we want to get to through the week. Okay. Katie says we're good to go. Um, so we're, we're going to get through some questions and, and then we'll talk, you know, a, a little bit about, uh, our experiences so far. Um, what's been interesting doc is, is, you know, I've been watching you, um, uh, documenting, uh, kind of how you're feeling each day and, and, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm expecting we're going to have a, a, some really interesting uh, podcast episodes uh, based on some of those notes. Is that kind of what you're uh, what you're thinking? Yeah, I think we will. You know, it's going to be. Uh, you know, I've always said I would never do anything to my patients that I wouldn't be willing to do to myself. So um, in a way, you know, it's almost a relief to have covid because here it is, it's been almost two years. I can't figure out why I haven't had it before because I've been all around it. And, um, you know, finally came down with it. And um, I was pretty sure that's what it was, you know, the minute it kind of hit. And uh, sure enough, my self-test was positive and uh, started taking action. And um, it's pretty much followed pretty much a script like I'd want it to follow. And, uh, you know, I, I feel almost normal now. Uh, I can, I, I don't think I've been sick in decades. I certainly haven't missed work in decades. And of course I'm out all this week, but I've been working from home through telemedicine, you know, um, starting Monday morning and, um, been fine, but, uh, had some typical symptoms, uh, started coming out. I knew I had, I started coming out with symptoms actually Friday night and just a mild scratchy throat and kind of a little bit of a cough, dry cough. And then, um, so I, uh, tested, um, pretty quickly and it came up positive. So went down and was able to get monoclonal antibodies, uh, subcutaneous shots, two in each arm. Uh, down at Markham's Pharmacy, they're very gracious to to do that for me, and um, so got that going. Uh, that night, I did run fever, which I kind of wanted to run a fever. I also came down and got straight in my hot box, my infrared sauna, really heated my body up even more. Um, and and my fever, I had a pretty good fever, 
And I didn't treat the fever because it was tolerable and I wanted the fever to kill the virus. You know, if it, it could, the first stage of this COVID is killing the virus off. And then the second stage is preventing the, that inflammatory lung reaction, the cytokine storm and all. So um, immediately, of course, um, ivermectin, uh, the ice cream, well, that's not a bad word, uh, at full dose uh, for five days. Um, I'm finished that course. Uh, today I started a little bit of prednisone to prevent that uh, inflammatory lung response. Uh, but the whole time, of course, I've been getting 50,000 of D, um, high doses of C, zinc, quercetin, NAC, um, pepsid, melatonin, Zyrtec, um, even added um, L-arginine. Um, and I, actually, I even put, put myself on a little Luvox. Um, it's, it's an SSRI we treat OCD with, something I've been telling Benny's needed anyway for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but so I started, I started a little bit of, of uh, fluvoxamine too. There's been a lot of positive reports on that. A lot of great studies. Um, you know, I wouldn't do any of this if I didn't think it, it worked and was safe. And uh, I've been drinking a lot of water. Um, I did obtain some betadine mouth gargle um, from the folks down at uh, Max. They got that for me. And of course I've used my uh, X-Lear nasal spray the whole time, um, and uh, and then continue daily um, daily infrared saunas work up a good sweat, drinking a ton of fluids, eating fine. I did lose uh, taste and smell on uh, day two to three, and um, I don't know how long that'll be around with me. Um, I'm still taking omega threes, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel great. I've been taking a walk around the block every day, getting outside and, um, you know, trying to get sleep. That first night I didn't sleep real well, um, you know, so. Um, and the good thing about having this aura ring that I've worn for a couple of years now, it'll actually tell, tell me what my fever is doing at night. It, it, I will say it kind of predicted this thing. Um, so I've heard, I've heard a number of people say that who, yeah, who ended up, that. who ended up tested positive. I'm to write a letter to the, <laughs> to the people that make this ring, that their ring is really accurate. Um, and this new one that comes out are, are going to check the PO twos and, and all, and, you know, so my heart rate jumped up a little bit and the temperature went up, you know, the first night. Um, but my heart rate variability stayed the same and my PO two monitor has been been really good the whole time. Um, also, I did I did uh, get on some nebulized uh, budesonide, um, you know, just to kind of tampen down that cytokine storm that you don't want this thing to get involved in your lungs. Uh, and I can tell it's kind of in my bronchial tubes or was a little bit, um, but I, I don't think in my lungs because uh, my PO2 stayed real well and I was never short of breath even on exertion. And, and I tried to do a little bit of calisthenics, you know, mild stuff to stay active. Even I have my Theragun too, that Fran Wilson turned me on to a couple of years ago. Uh, it's kind of a vibrating machine. You work your muscles out and um, 
I actually uh, used it on my chest, kind of like a percussive tool, and uh, then tried to cough up some stuff. I never got any real production out of it, but it, it certainly cleared that throaty stuff that I had. Yeah. Um, even, you know, I, I hang upside down on my, on my, uh, <laughs> for my backboard every day anyway, a couple of times. And, uh, I slept face down in what they call a proning position, which is supposed to be good, uh, for COVID patients. So, you know, the big lesson, and I'll let you talk about your experience in a minute, but you're a couple of days behind me. I probably gave it to you, but, um, uh, knock on wood, nobody else. Yeah, family has it. It's just a random thing. You can't really predict it too well, I don't think. But um, in any event, um, I think that you know everything I'm doing has has been pretty effective so far, um, and I'm certainly not going to let my guard down. And I'm going to quarantine for, for ten days since the first symptom, of course. And you know, um, and if I'm around anybody that um, you know, I'll wear this mask. This is the time to wear your mask. If you have, if you are sick, then you wear your mask. If you're around other people that are at risk, for, certainly probably need just anybody. Yeah. Um. So, and you know, have hand cleaner stuff all over the house and all this stuff. So it's been, and my staff at Performance Medicine has been, been great to handle all the stuff to, it's come in the office and I'm able to do it by telemedicine as well. Um, so, Knock on wood, I feel really good. Um, how about you, Ben? How are you feeling? Well, well, real quick, just let me, I, I want to say a, a few things. Just And I got uh, on an antibiotic, too, of course. I, of course, I got on Zithromax. Yeah. That, that's a big game changer, I think, as well as the monoclonals. Game changer. Steroids at day five, game changer. Uh, all that. Ivermectin and high doses, game changer. Uh, I know I know you're not seeing this, but a lot of people in the comments are uh, uh, lifting up their thoughts and prayers. And uh, I just want to say thank you to to everyone who's praying for us. We really do appreciate it. And as you found uh, out last week with Dr. Puckett. Yeah, yeah. Prayer works better than anything. And I certainly do appreciate all those people who have reached out to us. And, yeah. you know, even though we have a mild case, uh, we want to, uh, you know, we, we welcome all those prayers. And we know that the ultimate healer is looking out after us. So. Yeah, we're really, we're really, really thankful for, for, uh, first of all, for you guys hanging out with us tonight. Uh, as you guys can imagine, we are, uh, there's not much we can do. Uh, so, uh, for us to get to hang out with, you know, 85, hundred people on Tuesday night is, is, is truly a, uh, a blessing. Um, and doing this every single Tuesday night has been one of the uh, best parts of, of 2021 for us. So, so thank you guys so much for, uh, for hanging out and so good to see, uh, the, the positive words that, that automatically makes us feel better. Uh, I do want to get to some questions. Um, and, and, and as you guys probably uh, can tell here, uh, today is a really good day to ask any COVID questions because, uh, because, you know, we're kind of right in the middle of it and, and, um, doing all the different things. Um, so, so with that, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to some of the questions that came in throughout the week. And and then uh, of which you haven't seen Doc before, so uh, Ben, let me ask you first. For you, is this sure. just like a kind of a bad cold? Um, uh, well, the the first thing for me, the biggest uh, thing I recognized was 
just flu-like symptoms uh, for me. I, I got the the chills and and the aches, uh, I believe Sunday. Um, so so that was the uh, was around Sunday afternoon, and um, that was my first signal that you know. Uh, something, something might be going on and, and, um, but it's felt like it's felt a little, little flu-like for me. Yeah, um, not bad. And, I, the thing I noticed really the first couple of days was just, I was really tired. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I felt a, a little bit of that. Um, you know, I'm starting to cough more and more. Um, but, but, you know, like you said, we, we've, we've jumped on it so, so early and, um, and we've, we've really been super aggressive. Uh, and I know, you know, I'm sure you guys can tell, uh, you know, doc is, he, he gets excited about, you know, trying all these different things. And I think that's, that's part of what makes, you know, uh, you and your practice special. And, and also this show special is, um, just the trying different things and seeing what, what helps and what doesn't. I can't imagine if I would had come down with knowing what it is and testing positive going in to see a doctor, urgent care, wherever, and being told there's nothing they can do. Yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine that. There's no, I know I, right now I would feel terrible. You know, it's just no yeah. way this doesn't work. Um, you know, it works. So. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we're, we're taking the opposite approach of, you know, doing, uh, doing quite a bit. Um, so, so, you know, and, and I think that's one of the messages, you know, from last week with with Dr. Puckett, who, uh, thank God, is 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 back home as of, uh, I believe, Katie told me uh, yesterday. Um, right. I hope so, Katie's listening to this. He, congratulations yeah. on going home. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish when he had gotten sick, the monoclonals had been available. Uh, but they just, you know, it's a fairly new thing. And I think they, they are a godsend. I really... Uh, recommend the monoclonal antibodies. It's a real easy deal to get. And, um, and they are, you know, we've had a few people uh, call the office uh, real quick. If, if Katie's, if Katie's watching, can you um, help Allison uh, who's um, asking about the appointment with Dr. Rogers? And um, if you, if you haven't already, and also we're going to get in a, cause I know Evangeline asked last week about the a link to the, to kind of this, you know, home, home sauna that, that Dr. Rogers has. <laughs> Thank you, Evangeline. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I want Evangeline to see that, um, the, the link to the sunlight and, uh, sauna. Uh, so. Man, I could... feel so good when I get out of that thing, Evangeline. I mean, when you get sick with any illness, whether it be a cold, anything, get straight in that infrared sauna and you'll sweat it out. You want your body to heat up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about, uh, uh, answer, answer Victoria's question real quick before we get into, uh, okay. um, well, I got them down at Markham's, you know, there, there's two types of monoclonal antibody treatments. One is the IV infusion you can get through the hospitals. Um, it's a little bit more tricky. You need to fill out a bunch of papers. It's, you know, get on a list. It takes a while. Um, and, but it's done through the hospitals. Um, and you have to meet certain criteria, like you have to be over 65, which I am, uh, or you have to be um, obese um, with a BMI over 35, uh, diabetic. I, it, I thought it was 25. Well, 25 for the sub-Q. I'm talking about the uh, infusions, the IV infusions. You have, to, you have to have a higher BMI. 
um, asthmatic, diabetic, chronic kidney disease, getting treatment for cancer. They're a little bit stricter on that. For the sub-Q, uh, I think you just have to have a BMI of over 25, um, but you are over 65 years of age, asthma, diabetic, um, and there, there's certain other, they're a little less slack, on, uh, more slack on getting the sub-Q. The sub-Q, there's several pharmacies around here uh, doing it. Um, I know Markham's is doing it. They've done a lot of our patients. Thank you so much uh, for, you know, being so good with it. They made it yeah. pleasant. You sit in your car, fill out some forms and hold your shoulder out the door and they, they pop your shoulder. And, and I'll, I'll just, I'll jump in real quick for Nola's question. Um, uh, I, I have not gotten the, the monoclonals, uh, Nola. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I, I answered that. Uh, whereas, you know, Dr. Rogers did, uh, I believe it was yesterday, the day before. Yeah. Uh, day before. All yeah, right. Sorry. I think the earlier you get them, the better. Yeah. You know, uh, typically Ben wouldn't qualify to get them. You know, young people do really well with this. Uh, but certainly if you're a young person with diabetes or if you're overweight, you can certainly get them. Um, uh, yes, you can, you know, uh, question, can you start ivermectin even on day six? Yes. You can start ivermectin at any stage of the disease, whether it be for prophylaxis, for treatment, uh, and then, and for long hauler syndrome, long COVID, we use it. Um, so, you, well, on uh, Carol, if or when you get COVID, where do I go uh, for monoclonal antibodies? If you're in Johnson City, oh, uh, you looks have to like they're in Michigan. Get there in Michigan. Um, you, you need to just start asking around. Call the it, urgent care centers, or are ER. they local? local pharmacies that, that are yeah going? these are mostly they're the local pharmacies the ones yeah. that are kind of thinking outside the box private pharmacies so i do my check and then kind of and then call early because i really think the earlier you get this the better yeah um, you can certainly do it you know after a week they'll do it up to a week out but um you know you need a positive covid test where it, it can be a home test it doesn't have to be a pcr uh at, at the hospital or anywhere. But, uh, uh, for for Shelly's question, what if a patient tests positive during the weekend? Uh, one thing I would one thing I would do for sure is uh, Katie Gagley, uh, our operations manager, did a uh, a video. It's called "How to Be a COVID Patient," and and basically that kind of lays out the process we have at Performance Medicine, but that also would apply to any any medical practice who's treating this. Uh, but it gives you a good like in between, uh, like say before you get your ivermectin or before you get your script for a Z pack or whatever, gives you a long list of vitamins to start taking. Um, because really, you know, the majority of, of, of what we're doing is vitamins and supplements that are, that are over the counter. Um, so, and, and there it is right there. I'll take, um, I'll take Shelly's, uh, comment off. So, so everybody could see here, uh, let's see. Okay. Um, so, so this is kind of, um, a lot, see, as you can see here, a lot you can go ahead and start doing um, once you test positive, whether it's uh, the weekend or a holiday. Um, so there's lots of different ways to be um, to be active, um, even during the weekend. So uh, thank you, team, for, for for putting that up for everybody. Uh, we'll put that back up if, if anyone uh, needs to, to see that again. Um, we'll have that uh, accessible uh, somewhere. And most of the pharmacies don't do this on the weekend. But it's certainly not too late to go 
on the, the money. The, 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 monoc the monoclonals. Yeah, for the monoclonals, right. that was her question. Uh, so go to their website or call their pharmacy and get on the list because, you know, they're getting more popular um, to get these monoclonals because they do work. Um, and I think more people are going to want to get them. We are seeing a surge right now uh, with COVID. Um, so get prepared, um, you know, get prepared. All right, I'm, I'm going to jump into just a few questions uh, that came in through the week um, that, that aren't COVID-related. And then we had uh, a bunch that are COVID-related, which will stick, uh, kind of keep on, on theme here. Um, okay, so so this is this is a GERD question. First part of it is I'm currently taking pantoprazole for GERD. I recently attempted to wean myself off of them and was successful, but after a month, the reflux was so so bad I started back. The second part of this, I was having episodes of depression. Before that, I did not associate with the medicine, but now that I'm back on them, the depression is back quite strongly. And uh, here's the question. I have found only limited information about this as a side effect, but it seems to be the only change I've made that it could be. What is the best way to get back off and be able to stay off, uh, it seems, with this medication? Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't like the, the PPIs for long-term use unless you have to have it for something like <laughs> Barrett's esophagus. But um, certainly um, it could cause depression. It could raise your sugars, cause malabsorption, intestinal difficulties and I just don't like them long term um, osteoporosis there's a lot of things that side effects you can have um, I think I've only seen maybe a couple people that got pressed on them but you, you could switch it to a different one if you if you think it could be not a class effect like just over-the-counter Prilosec or Meprazole or maybe Nexium um, they seem to be a little weaker but um, or you could start out by alternating like a Pepsi AC with the protonics that you're on every other day. And uh, of course, do all the other things you need to do to find out why you have GERD. Is there a particular offending uh, food or drink that precipitates it like citrus, dark chocolate, coffee, caffeine, um, greasy foods, um, laying or sitting down at, right after eating? Um, so always try to figure that out. Uh, certainly sleep with the head of your bed up a little bit. Um, but I would try alternating and slowly wean off, uh, getting on maybe a good uh, digestive product like Digest Shield that will help uh, digest uh, some of your food better with the digestive enzymes it has in it. Um, and then just seeing if you, I, I'm pretty sure you can get off of it. Very few people have to end up with a, a surgical procedure like a Nissan fundoplication uh, for that um, bad reflux. But um, and if you've had that bad reflux, you should have had your esophagus looked at with a, a scope uh, by the GI docs. Um, so I hope that helps. You know, watch the foods, get on some digest shield, wean off slowly every other night, and. I'd much rather you take a Pepsi every day than uh, Prilosec. And by the way, if you get COVID, get off the Prilosec, Nexium, um, all that class, Dexalon, all that class, and get on twice a day Pepsi AC, which actually helps COVID. The other one, you do worse with it. So, um, but I'm glad you're trying to get off of it because um, it's not 
really meant for long-term use. Uh, nice comment there by Evangelon. And uh, yeah, uh, I agree. All immune diseases and apple cider vinegar. There's some there's some other natural stuff you can do as well. Um, um, all right, let's get to this one real quick. I take 50 milligrams of zinc gluconate daily with food, but it makes me slightly nauseous for about 30 minutes afterwards. I'm wondering if there's another form of zinc that's easier on the stomach. I know a lot of people are thinking this. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, I think I'm taking zinc. Uh, I've tried them all because they make me nauseous. I think right now I'm taking picolate, zinc picolate, and maybe I've tried zinc citrate. Uh, and what I've had to do is, of course, take it with a fatty meal. I cannot take that on an empty stomach or it really makes me nauseated. So what I've done, uh, especially during the, the COVID, I've had to kick my dose up. Um, so I found it in 30 milligram tablets down at max, and I'm taking two of those, which uh, equals 60. Then uh, two or three times a day, I'm, I got one of those um, 10 milligram lozenge uh, down there that I kind of chew on. That doesn't make me nauseated. So I'm definitely getting my zinc in. Zinc's essential to heal uh, COVID. You need to get that in at the get-go. And Angela here says, vitamin code raw zinc is the only one that doesn't make me nauseous. Uh, thank you for, for that, Angela. I think, I think we're all going to take note of that. Uh, so, so thank you for that comment there. Uh, let's get to one more, and then we're going to get to some, some COVID questions. Um, I have read those taking TNF inhibitors, Humira, do not make antibodies to a natural COVID to natural COVID infections. Do you know if this is true? It could very well be true. Uh, it's kind of unknown. That's that's why you got to be very careful about be precautious. You do not want to get you know COVID if you can if you can help it. But uh, of course, I know plenty of people that are on it did fine with it. Um, um, well, this is actually really interesting, uh, about the o Omicron, uh, is it Omicron? Is that how we pronounce it? Omicron? Yeah. Omicron. The Omicron, uh, variant we haven't, we obviously haven't talked about on this show cause it's so, so, uh, recent, um, in the news. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Omicron variant? Is this likely any worse than the previous variants? Uh, seems they're trying to scare everyone again. Uh, and then the follow-up to that is, does natural immunity likely help with different variants uh, also? We're hoping that the natural immunity does for sure. It seems like with the natural immunity, your body's responding to the, all the parts of the, uh, the virus, not just the spike protein, um, like the vaccines afford. But, um, you know, we don't know much about this Omicron. It's probably here already. I saw a thing tonight where um, one of the infectious disease centers in San Francisco has been screened at uh, the past several days. Thousands of samples have not found any, but I'm sure it's if it's over there and spreading around like it is, it's, it's probably already over here uh, starting too. So, um, you know, your first part of that question was, put them back on that, Ben. Um, what do you, my thoughts are from, Listening to some of the people and reading about it, 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 it sounds like it has more mutations around the spike protein and maybe more contagious, more likely to enter the cell because of more of the mutations around the spike, which is a part that gets in through the ACE2 receptor. Um, but um, from what I'm hearing so far, 
the snow worse as far as virulent than the others, just maybe more contagious. Kind of what they said about Delta. Um, you know, we haven't found that to be any more virulent. Um, it depends on the pre-morbid conditions usually. So um, hopefully not. Yes, I think they are trying to scare everybody again. And one message that I want Ben and I to give you tonight is that, um, you know, for the vast majority of people, uh, you're going to be fine if you get COVID. You know, do not fear COVID. You know, one thing about uh, fighting an illness um, is you have to have a positive attitude about it. Know that you yeah. can overcome it and that your own immune response should be adequate. Uh, you know, your God-given immune immunity should be sufficient to get you through this, even without, you know, some of the other things that uh, we're doing. Um, and those are, of course, God-given too, but some of the, the, the things that uh, we have now, like monoclonals and high-dose vitamins and the, the antibiotics, uh, and, um, you know, the, it's just the whole gamut that we're doing. Uh, it works. I'm convinced of it. So... Um, yeah, so don't be scared of it. And I, who knows, you know, they're saying that uh, the vaccines, they're, they're afraid that they might, may not cover it. Well, does that surprise you? Um, no, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all that the vaccine may not cover it. But, um, you know, so they'll probably work on another vaccine. I, I really think this thing is almost going to be a flu, yearly flu-like thing, mm -hmm. except it's not going to be yearly. It's going to be continual with these, these uh, mute, mutations. So the lesson is don't fear it, but, but prepare for it. Yes. Prepare for it. And um, I was an Eagle Scout and our motto is be prepared. So be prepared, prepare yourself, get lean, eat right, rest, take your vitamins, eat right. Like Evangelon says, avoid sugar. Yeah. Um, and just, just hold yourself steady so that you're fit. Because you're going to get illnesses during your life. You're going to get viruses. And uh, you want your body to be able to fight them off. And you want to take advantage of everything else that's known out there in nature to fight these viruses off. Um, so let's, let's don't be scared of this new thing. The stock market tumbles. You know, um, it's just the, that's the way our world is. You know, fear and greed. It's based on fear and greed. And it, it sums it up. So... Don't let yourself be governed by either one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's a, that's a powerful message. And I think really the, the theme of tonight, um, <clears throat> excuse me about my voice guys. Uh, I, I do want to get to this question uh, with about being unvaccinated uh, and traveling. Um, the question is I had COVID in January almost a year ago. So therefore am unvaccinated. We are traveling to Mexico. We'll uh, only be at resort in two weeks. Would you be comfortable with this being unvaccinated? Yeah, I'd go in and get a, you know, go in and get an antibody test. Come, pop out one of our offices and get a COVID antibody test. You know, I, I was really wanting mine to be positive. I checked it three weeks ago and it was negative. I've checked it a few times, just hoping that I'd had it and um, not, but um I'll certainly check it in a month and see how high my titers went with this, this COVID. Uh, so I would get, um, I would certainly get a, an antibody titer just to reassure yourself. And then, um, you know, you take your stuff down there, your ivermectin, your, you know, we can set you up with a travel pack, everything you may need in case you did get it. 
You can get a home test kit, keep it around your house, and that way you can know if you catch COVID somehow. But um, you, you should be pretty well protected if you have uh, a good antibody titer and you know, I, I, all the I, vitamins. I do wonder if um, if um, uh, I, I do wonder if if that's going to be like part of the uh, travel kit uh, of the future is is like your 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 COVID uh, your COVID kit. I would find that to be uh, I would find that to be interesting. Um, it may well be, you know, there there it's a new it's a new world. Um, um, Okay, so what I want to do here is I want to get into the comments. Um, okay, uh, we're going to jump in here, guys. Great, great opportunity to ask us about COVID. Uh, as we've mentioned, um, both Dr. Rogers and I uh, are, uh, are have COVID right now. Um, so we're, I believe, day six and day three. Is that what we say? Day five and day three, something like that. Um, five, and three, yeah. five and three. Um, so uh, any questions that, that we can do to, to help? Uh, Put them in here. We're going to try to get to everyone that we can. Um, let's see here. Carol, how about phenofibrate? Um, I'm assuming that has to do with a, with a COVID kit. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, it's shown to be pretty effective in a lot of people. It's, it's a medicine that we use for cholesterol. Um, so the thing is, some people overproduce cholesterol from the liver. Some people just um, overabsorb it. In their GI system. So phenofibrate is used when that's the case. And so it binds up cholesterol and it can bind up COVID too. Apparently I've used it on several patients. Um, uh, so it's, it's been interesting. I didn't start it myself. Um, you could have some GI side effects from it, but certainly that is a, a very tenable treatment um, that's been reported very positively. Um, all right. Thank you for, for that question there. Mark um, on YouTube asks, Omicron coronavirus variant has extreme fatigue, increased heart rate and diarrhea as primary symptoms at the moment. Any treatment suggestions for the Omicron? Well, you know, we'll see. I don't think, I think most, all of this stuff's dealt over here right now, but um, yeah, I mean, I would treat it the same way we're, we're doing everything else. Uh, and if you get diarrhea, um, actually, one of our Knoxville patients ended up in the hospital last week because of uh, dehydration from uh, diarrhea from COVID. I don't mm. know if he's doing well now. Need to call him tomorrow. But uh, um, certainly hydration. If there's any way you can get an IV, it's good. You can use a modium. If you, if it gets so bad, it just nothing else works. I, I'd rather, you know, it kind of clean itself out, kind of like. I like you to have the feet, a little bit of fever too, to yeah. uh, be fighting a little bit, but take, uh, definitely everybody should be on probiotics during this thing. Cause especially in light of the fact you're going to be taught, you're going to be taking, uh, antibiotics and you're going to be pro you're probably going to be taking steroids as well. That second half. That's why I started them. Uh, mama says a preventive. So a lot of fluids, uh, you can certainly, Replace your salts too with something like IV in a bottle. Um, BioLite is one that I have here that I carry in a Masana every day. It has a lot of great electrolytes in it. And, uh, salt, your body needs salt. Thanks, Mark. Um, 
All right, we'll say hi to uh, our friends at Jones Chiropractic. Uh, thank you guys for being here. They're located in Johnson City. Good friends. Great, guys. Of, great, great chiropractor. Good yeah. friends of Performance yeah. Medicine. Thank you guys for, for hanging out with us tonight. Um, all right, we got a Pepsi question. Um, uh, Chastity asks, what is the purpose of Pepsid? Um, Pepsid um, is an H1 blocker, meaning it blocks down acid. But it also blocks down mast cell release and histamine release, which is part of that cytokine storm inflammatory reaction. So it, it seems to um, block down some of that uh, over um, immune response that people get. So I think Pepsid and Zyrtex, my favorite one, and take that at night because it'll help you rest along with your melatonin because you need your rest. You will recover better if you, if you, sleep a long time uh so you got an h1 and an h2 blocker those are histamine blockers so tamping down that uh, exaggerated uh, mast cell response which is what leads into that cytokine storm and then blood clotting also make sure you take your aspirin um, to prevent blood clotting all right. D. Lynn asked, there are two kinds of Exlear, the regular and the rescue, which is best for COVID? Um, I would get the rescue. Okay. I think it's a little more potent. That's the one I'm using. All right. Uh, Quinn on Facebook asked, how do you get 50,000 of DN uh, with the vitamin with the vitamin D and K from life? Great extension? question. I, I would just take one of the D with K, one or two of those, which is my baseline. Um, but the 50, so you just take the other 45,000 in the plain D3s. So you can be taking those all during the day. We get 50,000 in for five days. It's not so 50,000 so 50, and that's including the, the D you're getting with the DNK. Right. They did a study of, I think, 200,000 people getting over 50,000 a day, uh, for longer for weeks and only one of them had a little hypercalcemia from it. So it's very safe. You're only doing it for five days. So, uh, but just take, you're right though. You don't need all that K in there, but you do need one of them with K, one or two. And remember to make your D work better, um, you need uh, magnesium as well. And um, also vitamin A, if you saw my, my doctor's note from the day, I talk about vitamin A a lot too. And, that really helps uh, helps the D as well. All right. So Dr. Jones asks, uh, would you explain why take Zithromax when COVID-19 is a viral infection? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know something, Brian, something I noticed years ago with myself. Back when I used to get bronchitis or a sinus infection once every year or so, um, I'd get a little hoarse and... I'd wait it out and I think this is just a virus, which I knew it was. Um, and I'd wait it out and I'd, I'd be sick for over a week. So I decided to try something. I tried this new Z pack that just come out. Um, and one day, one or two days, every time it was gone. So I started realizing that there must be some kind of bacterial over infection on top of the virus. Um, and I think that's what it is. If there's another thing that's come out of this, this uh, COVID virus treatment is that we know certain antibiotics work for viruses. That's a thing of the past, in my opinion. 
I think Zithromax especially uh, works for viruses. I really do. I don't think there's anybody that really denies that anymore. Um, you know, um, look at the uses we've had for doxycycline um, through the years with treating rheumatoid arthritis and, and, and all kinds of inflammatory conditions. So those, those two antibiotics in particular seem to have very good antiviral, anti-inflammatory properties. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in medicine that we kind of figure out as we go and we kind of come to a eureka moment. Hey, this works for that. That's the whole purpose about some of these repurposed drugs we have like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, you know, uh, for parasites, they work for viruses too. So could we have been wrong about a lot of this stuff uh, in the past? Yes, we were wrong about a lot of it. So it's a great question though. It is a really I, good question. I love you asking that. Yes, thank you for thank you for that, Dr. Jones. Um, I'm just going to put this up here because uh, Evangeline, you're right, man. That's this is going to be uh, one of my challenges this week. Uh, no, uh, I'm one of those guys that likes a, a beer at night. Um, so not going to, as you can tell by my my cough, I'm, I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, so I'm going to have to be sticking with a, a Topo Chico or uh, something of this sort. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, let's get another question here. Um, real quick, guys, while we have you here, if you... Um, Please share this uh, uh, this live stream if you guys are getting any value out of it, especially if you know people um, who uh, are going through COVID at the moment. This is a, a special episode just because of what, uh, um, you know, we're right in the middle of it right now. So so share it with a friend. Uh, we certainly do appreciate all the, all the sharers uh, out there. Um, okay, let's get to uh, another question from Mark. Uh, theophylline can increase levels of theophylline. Theophylline uh, can increase levels of CAMP and CGMP to improve sense of smell and sense of taste. The nasal spray. Oh, it seems that this is a, a comment here. Thank you for this. So the nasal spray may also help reduce inflammation. Have you heard of this, Doc? Um, the nasal sprays. Yes, we. You know, I'm already using some Flonase myself. Along, try to get that back a little bit early if I can. Theophylline's a, an asthma medicine. It's an oral asthma medicine that we used many years ago. It was kind of a, it's not used a whole lot anymore because you had to follow levels. It could get kind of toxic easily. Um, but, uh, you know, that may be one medicine that we have in our armamentarium that uh, we can use uh, for the improved sense of smell and taste. I, I have patients that have gone a year and they still don't taste or smell. So I'll look into that and see. It certainly used to be something I treated almost every asthmatic with uh, was theophylline. It's, uh, that's maybe one of those multi-purposes for that. But uh, thank you, Mark. Um, Cheryl, if you could um, send me an email, uh, ben at performancemedicine.net, uh, and, and, and also watch the video with, with Katie, um, how we treat COVID at Performance Medicine. Uh, that'll also give you links to um, just to everything. So shoot me an email, uh, that'll remind me and we'll get, uh, you'll get treated uh, tomorrow. We'll have somebody, uh, give you a call ASAP. Um, thank you for putting that in there. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, what else we have? Uh, oh, looks like Katie took care of that. Okay. Um, all right. 
<coughs> excuse me. I've heard a person can catch COVID twice. Could you get it again right away after just getting over it? That'd be really unusual. Um, you know, it's you, you should have some, a lot of antibodies floating around so that uh, you shouldn't get it. Um, I've, I've had a few people tell me that they've called it twice. One guy told me that he called it three times. I'm just not sure about the, um, uh, you know, the testing methods that they did it with. I, I really believe that, um, you know, getting, getting through COVID and developing your own natural antibodies is the best way to ward it off maybe forever. And hopefully some of these variants too, but due to the variants, you, you, you theoretically could get it more than once. And some people have claimed that I certainly see many, many breakthroughs that have been vaccinated. About half of what we're treating now are fully vaxxed. Um, but, uh, you know, you should be pretty protected, especially since your fact you are going to get those monoclonals and the fact you're taking those high dose vitamins, um, you know, you may be more predisposed uh, after you get treated for other infections, like I've seen some people get strep afterwards. Uh, um, so you gotta be careful about that maybe, but um, uh, usually your, your body's kind of on a heightened uh, sense of immunity anyway, and I find that to be less likely, not impossible, but less likely. Um, Lee asked, I'm, I'm awaiting uh, antibody. This is kind of similar uh, with, the, with the last question. I'm awaiting antibody results from COVID two months ago. If I don't make antibodies, uh, if I don't make antibodies because I take Humira, does that mean I can get, get it over and over? Um, did, does that make sense to you? You'd be more, you, hopefully not, you know, because a lot, I think there are some memory T cells that you're going to produce um from that that may not show up it is true that you may have a little reduced immunity because you're on humira but you, know, you kind of have to do what you have to do with that um but definitely uh take your other vitamins and get your sleep exercise stay lean don't eat sugar um and do all that stuff and you should be good i, I um i don't think you're going to get it over and over again i really don't um, all right. Penny asks, why can't, why can't you take quercetin and ivermectin at the same time? Because it'll make the ivermectin a little less effective if you take them within a few hours of each other. So just space it out by at least six hours. And that way the, um, quercetin can kind of act as an ionophore, uh, to get your ivermectin and your zinc into the cells to, to kill off the virus. Um, all right. Thank you for that. Uh, Lori asks, do you suggest taking ivermectin as a preventative for, for catching COVID? Uh, if so, is it safe to, safe to take uh, uh, every, every day? Yeah, I like, I like uh, ivermectin as a preventative. I've been taking it for about a year now and uh, still got COVID, but it's supposed to have about an 82% uh, prophylactic rate. Um, a, lot of, a lot of catching COVID, I think, is depending on how much of the viral load you get. Um, uh, not just a transient meeting. So pretty sure I got mine from a long car ride and somebody who did come down with it the same week. And uh, we were at a 
concert together too for like three hours. So, um, uh, so yeah, but you don't need to take it daily. You need to take it um, usually weekly. But right now during surges, I recommend it that you take it twice a week. Um, it's a very safe drug. Um, it's not going to bother you. Um, but uh, you should you should call the office and, and talk to us about some prophylactic stuff as well as bumping up your um, your your vitamins. So one group of person that may not should take it as a uh, as a preventive or a treatment. That's somebody that may have sarcoidosis. Um, it may be a rare reaction that somebody it didn't wouldn't do well with sarcoidosis on it on with ivermectin. So there's other ways to, to, that we can do for that. So um, um, uh, let's get to Evangelon here. Uh, Evangelon asks, uh, COVID seems to be good at avoiding the innate immune system. Do you find that COVID patients who have a weak who have a weak fever or no fever have a more severe outcome than those who are hit with? high fever early. I do. I do. Hmm. I do. I really think that's one reason I bounced over this pretty quick. Um, because the first night I had it, I let it go. It, it got up to almost 103 and, um, headache and, and I felt really, that's the first time I had a fever in years. I'd almost forgotten what it was like to be sick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is good at avoiding uh, COVID seems to be tricky. It's, it's not a natural thing. It's like nothing we've dealt with before. Um, you know, that's what makes you think maybe this thing was manipulated a little bit. You know, who knows? Um, <laughs> this Advanced is uh, whatever. this is clearly from the team. Um, has your wife gotten COVID? Uh, I'm assuming she is an amazing woman and probably doesn't get sick. Uh, the second half of that is, of course, true. Um, and the first uh, first part of that uh, is uh, also uh, is a no. Um, no. She she has not gotten COVID. Um, uh, knock on wood, and um, she's uh, a, a lot stronger than than us. Uh, much like her mother, who is women, with us women, tonight. Women. Yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. Mary. Hello. Um, women are stronger than men. Their immune system seems to be better. And uh, knock on wood, uh, she hasn't gotten it. And, uh, it's taking good care of us, so thank you, and I uh, appreciate everything. And um, so hopefully she won't come down with it. And, um, uh, certainly, it's taking great care of us for sure. Um, that is, is on her is on on her uh, doses of ivermectin for sure, and yeah. taking every precaution. You know, stay away and and uh, use the mask myself when I'm around her. So. Um, um, all right, let's get, uh, this question in from Eileen. Why would people use a test that's been proved to be fraudulent? It cannot prove you've gotten anything. So this is, uh, uh, regarding the, the COVID test. Um, what's your thoughts on that? It's a good question. That's the second time I've been asked that today. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think they're totally, um, fraudulent. Um, certainly with the PCR test, you know, when they came out, they were running them at a real high cycle threshold. And it was picking up probably everything, including colds and flu and, you know, any kind of coronavirus, which is 
cold, a cold as a coronavirus. So, you know, there were probably a lot of false positive tests. So, and, and then in dealing with this for months and months, almost two years, um, I don't think the tests are that good. I really don't. The PCR are the, the rapid tests, but if you have pretty typical symptoms and, um, you, especially if you lose your taste or smell and that thing comes back positive, you kind of have to treat it like, um, like, uh, COVID. And the reason I like to get that test is, and I like the home test because they can't track it. You don't have to go to the health department and they can bug you and everything. So I do think it's useful, but you're right. It's not the greatest test, um, in the world, but, um, you know, I still kind of glad I got the test, uh, neatly turned positive on both of us and glad I started the treatment early. So, um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of fraudulent money making schemes out there for sure. So that's, that's a great point. I don't know how to answer that other than, uh, you know, if you think you have COVID, you could certainly treat it anyway, but like to get the monoclonal antibodies, you, you have to show them a positive COVID test. So, um, uh, um, Randy, that is a great question. Thank you for that, Eileen. Um, Brandy, Who can you trust these days? <laughs> uh, Randy asked digestial, um, or a question about digestial. Is it, uh, is it to be taken two or three times daily? I've heard both ways. Also, does someone taking it need to be taking an additional probiotic daily? No, it's, it's really the only probiotic you need. It's got everything in it, prebiotics. And I take it twice a day. Um, some people get by on it once a day, hmm. uh, but the typical is twice a day. If you have really severe IBS, then you can uh, bounce up to three a day. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. Take it before you eat. It works better. Uh, but a lot of times I'll forget it and just take it with my meal and it works just fine. Love it. Um, uh, Roel is just uh, Ben, uh, B-E-N at performancemedicine.net. Uh, we'll put we'll put that somewhere in the comments. Um, all right, let's see what we haven't uh, answered yet. We've been we've been bouncing around a little bit. Hope everybody's having a good uh, good time tonight. Uh, and also says food drink. This is true. Uh, this is true. And, and cough drops uh, apparently. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, let's see what have we not gotten to. Let's see. If this is a question, um, uh, there's one from Tracy. Uh, how often should we be adding the, the vitamin IV therapy, therapies um, offered at PD as a, as a supplement to preventative care? It depends on um, how you feel. You know, if you're one of those people, Tracy, like that burns it at both ends, um, very busy, if you're not getting the sleep, if you have a hard time recovering, <coughs> then you should get them more often. Uh, I'll tell you, I, um, I love the Myers cocktails. They always turn me around real quick when I'm not feeling bad, when I'm not feeling well. And so some people get them twice a month. Some people get them once a month. Um, you know, for people with chronic diseases, um, I start out giving it once a week for a while if they can come in. And then um, most of them do well after a while, every two weeks, then once a month. Um, 
is gauge it on, listen to your body, how often you need it. And uh, you'll, you'll kind of, you'll know when you need it. All right. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Gina's question. <coughs> Gina asks, I'm a hairdresser and have had several customer experience extreme hair loss after COVID. Uh, any suggestions I can give them as far as supplements go? Yeah, that's a very common thing for long COVID uh, hair loss, especially in women. Maybe they just notice it more. Um, but it should come back for one thing, unless it kicks off some weird alopecia thing, which is another immune disorder. I've seen that actually in a couple people that have actually had to do PRP injections in their scalp mm -hmm. um, because it went on for over a year. They're getting impatient, but certainly uh, biotin and zinc. I like vitamin A. I like D. I like the omegas. Um, I like them to use a good stem cell shampoo um, or several out there. Once a week, a dandruff shampoo tends to cl uh, clear the, the uh, keratin plugs and uh, allows that. But hair grows in phases. So, as you know, um, so give them hope, you know, and make sure they, yeah. if they're having a lot of other symptoms, uh, the knack is good, the high dose omega 3s for a day will help. And, um, uh, that type of thing. All right. So Lori asks, is magnesium a good supplement to take for COVID preventative? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, magnesium is just the, one of the best supplements you can take for almost everything. Um, Heather asks, how did the flu basically disappear from the face of the earth? And do you plan on relocating, relocating to Hilton Head Island anytime soon? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't found a doctor that meets up to my standards. <laughs> yes. I plan on relocating tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> I can. I would love to. I love Hilton Head. I was down there in uh, midweek uh, or mid-month in October for one of the best weeks I've ever had. Uh, it was just such a beautiful week. And um, matter of fact, I want to show you. <coughs> I took. Have you seen my new phone, Ben? This is I, the I new Samsung. I brag about this thing because look at this phone. All right, let me show you this picture I took down there, Heather. You have the opportunity to see the sunrise every day down there. And so I, I like getting up early in the morning when I go to to the beach. And Hilton Head is my favorite. I've been there many, many times. I've had a couple places down there in the past. Not now. My brother has a place down there. But I love it. Uh, but as far as the flu goes... Um, what, what is your thoughts why. on that, actually? There's, there you go. Look how good that picture is. If I can, there's a shrimp boat. Look at that. <laughs> That's my phone. I'm not a photographer. That's one morning I got up. Look at that. Look at that. That is nice. That, that, that seagull. That says the sun came up. Let's love this. Let's love these pictures this thing takes. Um, it's so big. I can read off of it. Even an old man can read off these things good. Um, but, well, um, well, people were going to say that it's because everybody was more cleanly and all, but I just think basically COVID just took over. And uh, a lot of what may have been flu, they called COVID maybe, 
um, people were being more careful and staying in more. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see this year how flu does. You know, we've seen some RSV in the office, and there's been some flu out there. I don't think I've diagnosed anybody's having the flu yet. I'm hoping it kind of quells down. Um, so it's it's your answer. Your guess is as good as mine on that. Um, you know, maybe some of this COVID's been actually flu. Like you say, the tests aren't that great, but uh, man, they could have us all fooled. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's let's get to a few more questions here. Um, if we haven't gotten to yours yet, I apologize. Uh, let's see here. Have, you, have we gotten to this one? Is magnesium a good supplement to yeah. take? Okay, yep. so we've answered that one. Let's see here. Works well with D. Makes your D oh, work better. Here's one. Is there a test that runs the major vitamin levels uh, or individual vitamins? Yeah, there there is. You know, I'm starting to run a lot of uh, the, uh, I call it the full Monty uh, iron panel. And that gives me, we used to have another one, but it, they went out of business. But yeah, certainly we can run through our Quest lab uh <laughs> different vitamin levels, but the full money checks, it's kind of a deep dive into um, things that it can affect iron. But, so it has zinc and you certainly test C, vitamin A and uh, ceruloplasm. Uh, of course, an RBC magnesium, which is the most accurate form of uh, blood test for magnesium, not the serum test that's run mostly. But yeah, you, you can certainly request that and we can get it we can get that done for you. Um, Angie asked thoughts on antibody and T cell testing for someone who has already had COVID. That's a great question. Like, do you see the purpose of it? If you've already had it and you know you yeah. had it, I'd want to see what my tires were at the antibodies. Now the T cell testing, you can get done, not through uh, a lab core has one. We have a quest lab lab core does have a T cell test um, that you can get for determining your T cell response to, um, to COVID there, I forget the name of it. Somebody will come up with it in a second. Uh, somebody actually brought one into my office and showed it to me the other day. So lab core on the T cell, uh, quest will give you a good titer on the, the, uh, the B cells. So you, so you're saying you do want to see, you, you just want to see your number essentially. I, yeah. I just think it's nice to look at. Um, you know, it'll kind of be reassuring to you. Uh, Bianca asks, I don't really have time to get the jab before Mexico at this point, even if I want to. So even if I don't show antibodies, couldn't I still have T, T cell protection? Yes. If you've had, yeah, if you've had COVID, you still should have protection. Okay. Um, we don't know how much it wanes. We're hoping that those memory T cells that migrate into your bone marrow will, will uh, have long lasting, maybe lifelong lasting antibody responses. Uh, to that COVID spike protein. So that's what we hope. So yeah, I mean, take your kit, you know, just in case, but, um, and have a great time. Um, all right. So we're well asked doc, my wife, my wife's blood pressure is always, uh, about 115 over 80 in the morning, but when she started taking her supplement, it's being a hundred over 90. Is that okay? Uh, it's a supplement from life extension, uh, do we need to know what supplement that is or yeah, I don't no? know what supplement that is. That's that shouldn't happen. Okay. Um, 
Uh, Roel, yeah. put the supplement in there if, if, if you don't mind, uh, if you're still with us. Um, <coughs> excuse me. All right, let's get one more in, uh, and then we're going to uh, call it a day. Um, okay. Who I missed? Uh, uh, this is Angela here. Uh, this seems to be a, a very kind uh, comment. Thank you for that. Uh, it's very sweet of you. Uh, Angela's a, uh, been coming into the office and uh, looks like she sees uh, uh, Andy over in the Johnson City office. Um, uh, Angela, we're huge fans of Andy too. Uh, he is, uh, he's quite remarkable. Um, all right, let's see. Certainly is. A lot of times I go in the room, they expect to see Andy. They're disappointed when I walk in. <laughs> I go to see Andy. So, but yeah, thank you. That's a good point. Um, okay, how many milligrams? Lori asked. Um, let's see. Oh, I think we got to that. I think we got to, to Lori's question about ivermectin. Oh, yeah. It depends oh. on the oh. It's just for prophylaxis, 0.2 milligram per, per kilogram. All right. So it just depends on your weight. We do it by weight. Um, so for me, that worked out to about for prophylactic 15, uh, milligrams once a week. And then for treatment, of course, I, uh, it's 0.4. If it's severe, I go to 0.6. Um, and there was, there was a question, um, and there's the, the protocol right there, guys. Um, there was a question about, um, quercetin and ivermectin there's a statement down there do not take quercetin at the same time as ivermectin and i believe somebody in the comments on youtube uh uh went ahead answered it uh, correctly which is um all we mean is just don't give it about four to four to six hours is that right doc yeah right just don't take them at the same time it, uh, it would make the ivermectin <laughs> not as quite as potent so what, it, wouldn't what's your, you. it wouldn't hurt you it just works better if you don't what's your um What's your uh, hour recommendation? Four to six? I'd say six to six to eight. Six to eight. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's get one more here. Um, let's get this one uh, here from, from Lori. Is there, is there any vitamins that thicken the blood? Vitamins that thicken the blood. Great. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Certainly a lot of things can thicken the blood like Hormones can do it. If you're on testosterone, male or female, mostly male, you have to watch the thickness of the blood. Smoking can thicken the blood. Being dehydrated can thicken the blood. Um, I don't think, well, iron can, you know, that's a supplement. You could you certainly don't need to take extra iron unless you need it. Um, iron can be, too, can be bad for you. Uh, it can also be good for you if you're anemic, but certainly don't take any anything that has iron in it. Um, if you are uh, not low in iron, um, trying to think of any other supplement that could possibly thicken the blood. Um, I mean, you may have some trace minerals that can do it if you overdid them, like copper. Um, but that'd be hard to do. Your body usually kind of self-regulates that. So none that come to mind. Uh, this might be a follow-up comment, but uh, my dad has AFib and checks INR regularly. Um, is that, does that Yeah. Help? Okay. Yeah. So he's on Coumadin. So that, yeah, you gotta be real careful. Vitamin K, you gotta be careful with that. You can definitely, uh, uh, clot your blood easier. So be careful with, 
it should not be on vitamin K. The D with K should not have, you should have plain D. Okay. So um, you have to really watch that, as well as vitamin A. Vitamin A can do the same thing. So you got to be careful with that. <laughs> and even spinach, even certain foods that have vitamin K in there can do it. Um, you know, so great question. Um, all right, guys. Uh, great comment there from 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 Carol. Um, we are going to call it a, a night. Uh, man, this has been a special uh, Q&A episode. Uh, we do this live on, on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, Dr. Rogers, I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, it's been a blast as always. Uh, guys, we love you guys so much. Um, thank you for, uh, for all the great questions, and especially thank you for uh, all, the, all the very kind words uh the the prayers um man that that means so much to us uh we we really do appreciate it and uh and we really appreciate you guys uh hanging out with us uh hanging out with us on tuesdays um we sent out performance weekly this morning um that basically uh is a curation of all of our best con uh content um our youtube channel is kind of our uh, library. Uh, so if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel for all of our best content. Uh, Robin Riddle had a, uh, had a, a great explain this episode on all of our weight loss options. For those of you who are wanting to, um, uh, do some weight loss, uh, heading into, uh, January. Um, so check out that. We also had a video with my sister and brother, Kelly and Andy talking about, how to get the most out of your fillers and Botox. So uh, all that stuff, as well as the Common Sense MD, which was on vitamin A. Uh, we love you guys so much, Dr. Rogers. Thank you uh, for all the thoughts and prayers. We'll keep you informed and uh, call the office if you need us. Yep. We love you guys. Uh, we will see you guys soon. Uh, next Tuesday, we will uh, be back as always. Uh, next Tuesday at 7 o'clock, we'll have another, uh, uh, another Q&A. We love you guys. Uh, you. We will see you guys uh, in a week. Don't go away. Thanks guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.